The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Today on The Lab Report, Carrie Kepler. Setting goals for a champion mindset. I'm a champion jingle maker. You are. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to The Lab Report. Do we have any control over the thermostat? I certainly wish we did. It's freezing in here. Yeah. Um, you're wearing a sweater. I am in July. I'm wearing a sweater. I can't feel my fingers. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Michael Chapman. Patty Devers. How you doing? I am crushing it. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Cool. Thanks Good. for asking. Appreciate that. Uh-huh. Uh, hope everyone out there is doing great. This is a podcast called The Lab Report. It's brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. Thank you, Genova. Aww. And if you like this podcast, what can they do? They can go to iTunes or Spotify, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. Yeah. You know what else you can do? You can follow us on Instagram, at Genova Diagnostics. Lots of cool stuff there. A bunch of videos that we uh-huh. put out. You will learn, man. You will absolutely yeah. get the content that you are craving. And this yeah. is a content world, so we are here to provide. But if you have feedback about that content, you can always send it to podcast at gdx.net. That's our email address. I will say, it huh? is freezing in here. And I dress accordingly during the summer because of the air conditioning. So I walk out of my house wearing winter clothes, and I look ridiculous oh, outside yeah. of this building. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's driving necessary. here and home, I'm sweating because I'm in winter. <laughs> I have one wardrobe. <laughs> Me too. That's the nice thing about it. I don't have right. to have a winter and a summer wardrobe because it's always the same temperature, which is right. but frigid. I, but I stop at the grocery store on the way home and I look ridiculous. I'm like, yeah. I recognize that I look really out of place in winter right. wear. No, I know. Scarves are not something you exactly. normally see in the summer. It's true. Yet needed. Probably shouldn't be complaining about the building on air. <laughs> <laughs> We're, We're going to get thrown out. We are so fired. <laughs> Now, if we were being honest, the truth is, is that we probably have really poor circulation. <laughs> well, we, d- we do not move our bodies at all, <laughs> meaning all of our circulation is like conserved <laughs> to keep vital functions working. And it's not really, um, it could be better. Well, you hear us complain about having to walk up two flights of stairs. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. let's just start there. Yeah. And so I can think of no better person to help inspire us, to coach us, to yes. get our bodies moving and to get us actually motivated to... Um, move blood around in the system. <laughs> then Carrie Kepler, right. who's our guest today on the show. Right. And then also it turns the white fat into brown fat, That's which right. creates thermogenesis. See? We won't be cold anymore. You're welcome. So with that, let's talk a little bit about who we're talking to today, Carrie Kepler. Yes, yeah, she's an amazing athlete and a coach and a trainer, but she's also a motivational speaker. So hopefully she'll get us in the on the right track here, Michael. Well, one can only hope. I know. Let's call her up. Patty. Michael Chapman. Today we have I know. Carrie Kepler. I know. Let me tell you a little bit about Carrie Kepler. Carrie Kepler is a wife, mother, business owner, motivational speaker, top-ranked athlete, and coach. She is the co-founder of CrossFit Central, an affiliate in Austin, Texas. And Carrie earned the title of third fittest woman in the world at the International CrossFit Games in 2009 and since then has made several other CrossFit Games appearances, qualifying for the Masters division. In addition to CrossFit, she is also an ultra-marathon runner and Ironman competitor. 
For greater than a decade, Carrie has worked as a coach and national inspirational speaker, leading regular goal setting and nutrition workshops. She offers a champion mindset program for women where participants learn to create and live the life of a champion, both inside and outside the gym. Carrie's CrossFit Central also offers personalized coaching through Lift Off Body, providing nutritional guidance and at-home daily workouts. And with that... Welcome, Carrie. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, it's so <laughs> nice to meet you. And, you know, your athletic career has been so impressive. Were, were you an athlete growing up? And, like, how did you get into this CrossFit thing? Well, I actually was an athlete growing up. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, but I, I played basketball. I played hmm. ball oh. sports. And, wow. yeah, so um, my dad was and just I'll call him an exerciser <laughs> and he played football in college uh -huh. and he really encouraged there's five of us and he encouraged all five of us kids to get involved in sports wow. of course when you're young that's kind of what you do and but I do remember at an early age maybe like 11 and 12 going to the Nautilus with him wow. and then doing like skull crushers and <laughs> bicep curls at you know 11. and getting on the stair stepper and so he just taught me like exercise is important mm -hmm. and I just I enjoyed it uh -huh. and but the sport that I did play it was basketball and I did uh, play basketball through high school and I actually went to um, Angelo State University in San Angelo Texas and played collegiate basketball wow. for four years as well so awesome. that's kind of where my background laid in the in basketball mm -hmm. hmm. awesome and then how did how did you discover CrossFit and how did that journey begin yeah, so, you know, out of college uh, and coming to Austin, Texas is where I've been. And I thought, what sport am I going to play? So that's when I actually found some adventure racing. A friend of mine huh. was like, hey, let's jump on mountain bikes and paddle canoes and kayaks. Uh, cool. Then triathlon. <laughs> so I did the sprint distance. I remember my brother at uh, Texas State University. He goes, hey, come down and do this triathlon thing. And I thought, okay, let me borrow a bike. <laughs> let me remember how to swim and let me get, grab my tennis shoes. And so I actually went down there and did like a mini sprint triathlon with him. Oh, and he kind of took to it. And so he just asked me if I'd like do some with him. And so I started training and that was kind of what I would call my next sport. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, basketball, it's one of those, I think, if you will, kids sports, mm -hmm. sure, college, but as an adult, Yes, you can find some leagues, maybe the play on Tuesday night. But after that, you kind of find your way like, what else is there? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to continue playing basketball and, outside of maybe some hobby, you know. And so right. triathlon was that next thing for me. And so I ended up doing triathlons all the way till I did the half Ironman and found my way doing an Ironman. And but during that, right before I had my first baby, which is Savannah, mm -hmm. um, I actually, we found CrossFit, and this is how it happened. Jeremy had a buddy that he went to school with in elementary school that um, had found CrossFit. He was military out in San Diego, California, and he sent Jeremy a video of three of the, we call them OG CrossFit girls. Uh -huh. And so the, <laughs> they were doing a workout, and they labeled the workout, and it was called Nasty Girls. <laughs> and this workout was uh, basically a bunch of squats, and some power cleans, and then they had to do the muscle-up. And the muscle-up is one of a challenging, you know, movement for at least mm -hmm. the normal human, not a gymnast. But And so I remember watching that video. It was 10 minutes long. So Jeremy watched it. He sent it to me and said, Carrie, watch this. And I said, okay. I watched it. 
from my computer on YouTube. And basically at the end, one of the girls was crying and I started crying with her. It was like I was there with her experiencing her pain and achievement of completing this workout. And all I remember is Jeremy called me back. And he goes, let's go get certified. There's one in four weeks. (laughs) And I was four months pregnant with Savannah. Wow. And I, which is probably why I also cried, but (laughs) I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about, oh my God, this girl just did this intense thing. And so basically four weeks later, we flew out to Colorado and we went to, at that time, they had a four-day certification. And that was where all these girls were. They were leading the seminars. We met the founder of CrossFit and his wife. And it was a full family event. And we were out there and we took it all in. So four months pregnant, I was learning how to do the kipping pull-up. Oh I was, you know, <laughs> if they advised me, of course, we were in elevation. They were advising me not to do some of these more challenging workouts. They were like, you don't have to do it. You're pregnant. And I was like, I kind of want to, but I'll listen to you <laughs> because you're smarter than me. <laughs> so that is how actually I was introduced to CrossFit through a video. Wow. And four weeks later, Jeremy, my brother, uh, who, you know, we founded CrossFit Central. That is who um, we flew out there and did that. Well, thank you to the nasty girls. I love that. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as it relates to coaching, a large part of your work is in empowering women through your champion mindset program. And it makes me wonder, like, what does it mean to you to have a champion mindset? Absolutely. You know, um, first, I always like to say, I think I even mentioned this to my daughter this morning. I said, we have choice. Mm-hmm. We can wake up, you know, and, and, and change our attitude if we woke up kind of with a wrong one, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it is about choosing first a mindset, right? That you're going to champion your day. You're going to champion whatever you're going to do. And um, you get to choose that, you know, and, and we have moments of frustration and irritation. And of course, we have easy moments of glory and things are working with ease and everything's moving smoothly. But when it all comes down to it, having that champion mindset it is about choosing that um, opportunity to take on a challenge or a situation with a mindset that you can um I want to say control it, manage it, and choose it to be kind of a joyous or more, even if it's a miserable situation, right, uh, the upper road, if you will. And I think that is helping people understand that, man, in in all things, everyday life, that we can um, champion what we're up to and really have a positive influence and an impact not only on ourselves, but those that are in our space and surround us. And I think that is that is a true champion's mindset is about taking it on full head and choosing to take that upper road and to optimize and maximize every effort that we put forth. You know, yeah, that is profound. empowering. It's just that whole concept that it is a decision. It is a choice every single day. And I love that. But when you take that and as a coach, how is your approach different when it comes to training women? I mean, you can train anyone to have a champion mindset in your program, but what's mm-hmm. different about approaching training women? You know, women and, you know, all my men out there listening, <laughs> we, women wear many hats. Mm-hmm. And I think in this day and age, more so than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we do. We, we are the nurturer. We're the the. the caretaker, oftentimes, even if it's not our own children, it's of others. It's just kind of that nature that we have. And I I find that women tend to put themselves second. Mm -hmm. And I always say this to my ladies, right, is like when what happens in the oxygen mask falls 
and you're in the airplane and mm. they say, hey, put it on you, then the child. Right. And I really want women to recognize that because we wear so many masks and we don't do so many things and juggle so many things, that it is absolutely pertinent that you take care of yourself. And with that, knowing that it's not selfish, that actually when you self-care, self-love, self-respect, every area of your personal time and energy, you can absolutely give more, be more and available more. And I think that that is the first thing about me championing women to be their best selves. And that is what I say. I want you to be your best self. And if you um, feel like you're second, then we want to first address that. No, you actually, your wellness, your health, your um, energy is first because that can maximize the, the givings that you have to offer in all the areas and all the hats that you wear. And that's how I feel like women specifically are. I feel like men, they, they know they want to take charge. They, they kind of go at it head on and they say, Hey, I'm going to, um, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it not only for me, but I'm doing it for y'all too. So that mm -hmm. is a nature but women tend to step back and I'm, I want women to step forward and take care of themselves. It's so true. Yeah. I it's love so that. True. And especially too, I mean, demonstrating that importance within yourself, you know, if you're a parent out there, it also models that behavior for your children to teach them how important it is for them to have their Absolutely. own. Yeah. Like what, what Carrie's dad did for yeah, her. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, and one of the things about coaching, I think that's so interesting is because we're so often dealing with habits and lifestyle change, which is, you know, to be honest, difficult for, for many people out there. And uh, a lot yeah. of people know what they need to do, but just don't kind of follow through. So what are your thoughts on like your approach to coaching as in proper goal setting and things like that? Mm -hmm. You know, and you are right. It, we all have, we all maybe desire to go do it or get the program started or, you know, pl we plan <sighs> to join the gym and start the thing, but it is about accountability. Mm -hmm. And that piece right there, it, whether it's you, you going into the gym and having someone meet there like a personal trainer or going, you know, in my instance at our gym, we do group classes. And so you come, there's a coach there. Then there's the, 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 the people, right, that show up for the class. And so not only are you now being accountable to the coach, you're about accountable to the time you said you were going to be there. And the others, what I find in the community of, of our community is that now all of a sudden you look for the faces that are familiar mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you have accountability. So again, whether it's accountability to a personal trainer or a group class, but that is the key. And sometimes it might be, and it's, it's hard to do alone. And so it might be a best friend. Hey, I want to do this. Do you want to do it with me? Hey, will you just call me today? Or can I just call you and let you know I did that? And so now then the friend says, oh, yes. And I, I can't wait to hear from you. And if I don't, I'll text you back. Some, but something in there, it's the accountability. Because let me tell you this. I can go to all the seminars. I can pay all the big dollars for all the things and get all the tools. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go back to my house, to my home, to wherever it is, and I have to use those tools and implement them in my daily habit, mm -hmm. creating something new. Because most of us, right, it's got to be a new habit. So exercise, getting up at 6 a.m. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to work out at 6 a.m. It's <laughs> way too early. But right. once you start the habit, right, meaning one day, choose and do it again. And again, we always say 21 days creates a habit. Why? Because it's repetition. Mm -hmm. It's repetition. Something that sticks 
go ahead and do, let's go 30, let's go 60, mm-hmm. three, three months. And you are, you have created something. And by then, you know, 21, that's like, okay, I'm kind of used to this. I kind of do like it. Mm-hmm. I like the effects of it, you know? Right. And I always, I always tell my clients, I say, you will never not come do a workout. So show up and come do it and go, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Right. You will, there's uh, not one time yeah, you yeah. will not say that you say that. So all this to be said, it comes back to that accountability piece. You know, is it a sheet of paper printed out that you find and you go, okay, I'm going to follow this guide and check the box off. There's accountability in taking a pen mm. to paper and checking it, not a phone, not a, a tap of your finger. Literally there is science behind pen and paper, writing down goals with pen. It maps it in your head. It's tangible. You're physically moving the body. So I encourage everyone in fact, I did goals with my uh, coaches last week and, and everybody pulled their phone. Out. Oh, no, no, no. Paper. Go get paper. You need a pen. <laughs> and I want you to have this on you. And your job is to finish at what we started. And so it's just so important to actually physically be able to do those things. And you start mapping the neuro sequence and you start to map out what your plan is and it becomes real. And then you take action and it becomes more and more real for you. And that is absolutely the key. So accountability is top. I love that. And it it is that tangible piece of it. But not only are you a coach and an athlete, but you're also a business owner and a mom. And we know that stress and work-life balance can really take its toll. What are some of your strategies to balance it all? Like, how do you do it all? And how do you counsel your clients on the same topic? Absolutely. Um, you know, I will say this. If you want to go to the top, there's probably not going to be very much balance in your life for a moment. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because you have set a goal that in order to reach it, it, it demands your time and effort. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I do say, be okay with not having balance. If you're, if you absolutely know you have a goal, it's going to take your time and effort and you have to commit in there. Now, I do believe you need a team. And therefore, now you have to find out who's on your team. So gather the people. So for me, my husband is my teammate. I go to him. I remember, I'll never forget. I just had Savannah and it was, my girlfriend said, you'll want to do an Ironman. (laughs) And she said that to me. And I'll be honest, I was not thinking about doing an Ironman, but she asked me. And I remember I had Savannah in a jog stroller when she asked and I said, let me ask Chris. Uh, and the reason yeah. is because I knew it was going to take time. Right. And mm-hmm. if he wasn't available to care for Savannah, then I wasn't going to be able to do this and do it the way I knew it was going to be important to, to be able to take on this big thing. And so I went to Chris and I said, I was invited to do an Ironman. What do you think? I'm going to need your help. This will ba- take both of us. And he said, yes. And I said, okay then that's what we're up to. And mm. I remember, I mean, we would start running at sometimes 4.30, 5am because I knew I would have a long day and I didn't want to be away from my family that long, mm-hmm. you know, and weekend trainings and whatnot. So I've managed, I did what I needed to do, but I got up extra early. So it's going back to balance. Sometimes when you have the big thing, there's going to be a little unbalanced, but mm-hmm. you've got to have a team that supports you and that you can, so it, it builds confidence in you so you can go do it and you don't feel like you're leaving the other things behind. Now, with that being said, 
then you step back. And right now I'm not competing. I do a lot of fun things. I do things that are a little bit more what I'll call manageable in my um, fitness career, if you will. So taking on maybe different style of goals. Now, with that being said, getting up early, paying attention to what is important. So I believe that you always need to have your values in front of your face. Mm -hmm. What's the most important thing? What do you value the most? And make sure you refresh and renew and looking at that often. So I always say, I think an expo marker, we use whiteboards in CrossFit and we, you know, write Mm -hmm. stuff all, but an expo, (laughs) expo marker on your mirror in the bathroom is absolutely a beautiful indication of that you have some top priorities you are focused on and they're in front of you and you read over them every day even with maybe a mantra even with a gratitude so that you know what is the most important so family is extremely important but I have all these things going on in my life so I remind myself Carrie when you have a moment really listen when Savannah wants to talk to you when you can go in and you know read the at the end of the night with your boy or sit down and watch a video that he loves that's his, his interest just you sit next to him that is that is family time that is quality time so t- making sure that your values are there mm-hmm. that your priorities that but they have to be in front of our base because let me tell you if it's not and guilty here then we get lost man mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. so much going on phones are ringing instagram facebook business friendship and you have to prioritize those things. But if there, if you don't remind yourself, we can get caught up real fast on what, like, oh, I thought that was important. No, that actually wasn't. And a, anchor those things when you discover. Maybe it used to be important, and you tried it on again, and then you discovered, you know what? That's not as much fun, and I'd actually rather go do this or that. Mm-hmm. You know, and an example for me right now is um, maybe uh, girls' trips. Mm-hmm. I like to go on those. That's something I like to do. <laughs> However, my daughter's 15 and I have about three more good travel years, at least while she's under my roof. Mm-hmm. So those girls trips, I really evaluate how long they are, whether it's the right timing or is a family trip really at need at this time. Mm-hmm. And I think in this past year, you know, 2020 with all the craziness, I think reevaluating our priorities and really saying, what's the most important thing? And when I know that I'm staying in alignment with those values and those important things, then I know that I am living my richest, most balanced life. And that, that makes me go, yep, I'm doing it right. You know, but we have to reevaluate and we have to come back to those things and don't get lost, you know, in the mix of the, all the stuff. Yeah. Such simple advice, you know, being present and knowing your purpose and finding a team, just really simple things you can do. Well, and I think too, what you're kind of saying is when you're reflecting on your values, whether that's because they're on the mirror in front of you, you know, so often that Mm -hmm. we might understand or think we know what our values are, but then when we actually are looking at what we're doing that we may not actually be adhering to them on a sort of action. Yeah. 100%. You know, and that's the same with goals. You know, a lot of times people tell me what they want and I'm like, awesome, let's go for it. And then they, we revisit those goals and I go, okay, well, if you want this, we need to do this, this, and this. And they go, okay, got it. Okay, good. We reevaluate and they go, I go, well, if you want this, we said you were going to do this, this, and this, but you're not doing those. So there's two things we can do. Let's change our goals or change our actions. Hmm. You know, but if you're not revisiting them, then you, yeah, exactly. You're like, well, I said I wanted that, but you're right. I'm doing everything completely opposite that would even get me there. Mm -hmm. So we reevaluate or we adjust the goal. 
That's so yeah, good. and so I think good. that's wisdom that not only applies to to fitness and exercise, but to so many other walks of life too. If you, as you Absolutely. said, want to be at the top of what you want to do. Um, and, yes. and you mentioned, you know, kind of the craziness of 2020 with the pandemic and the lockdowns, you know, a lot of people have had to pivot and, and, you know, especially like gyms being closed. What was your experience with not only adapting your business, but also supporting clients? Like how were you able to keep them active and also deal with every, all the mental, emotional aspects of the last Absolutely. year? You know what we, we did, we, we pivoted fast, um, cause you know, we, of course you come to the drawing board and you're like, okay, what are we going to do? And, you know, we, we went to online zoom exercise, you know, uh, knowing the importance of physically moving your body and what it does mentally for you. Um, more important than ever, I think physically moving your body during the lockdown and everything is, is, was crucial, but keeping our clients saying, Hey, we're going to be here. We're showing up. So we actually did a full week of, um, zoom, uh, fitness for our clients. Our coaches, we created um, kind of, if you will, these uh, connecting groups where we would check in with sets of groups of five. So it was this, um, whether it's a text group or getting on a Zoom once a week, just getting everybody together, staying connected, checking in, following up. We actually uh, created something called the Daily Dozen. This was literally a, that accountability piece I'm talking about, which we printed off. You were you could print it off and you put down what you were going to do um, every day to stay. And I mean, I'm talking, it could be as simple as, you know, I'm going to get up and make my bed. I'm going to put clothes on. You know, some people were staying in their pajamas all day. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that these things are success tools that we know impact your mental being. And so we created um, the daily dozen and you could put your 12 things, but you just wake up and you checking, I'm drinking half my body weight in ounces every day, eating two vegetables every day, you know, just and moving my body, you know, every day. And so you could literally physically check off the box. So those were a few of the tools. In fact, we continued Zoom until this past May where we finished up our final Zoom class and um, had these people move back in. And those that were training afar, uh, we helped them to either get into some personal training via Zoom or um, into a gym that was close to them and, and staying connected with them. That's great. But that's that is what we chose. Oh, yeah. yeah, great. It's great. I mean, the, to create stability during that time with, with such simple things and then also support it with community. It's a lot of good work that, that you did. Awesome. Yeah. It, and the community, I think, was the biggest part. People, when you just see a familiar face and you been, know you've been working out with them and just to do that on- online, it, it definitely helped all the time. So yeah. great. So great. I have to wonder. So you got the certification while you were pregnant with Savannah and then Iron Man, it sounds like Iron Man soon thereafter Savannah was born and maybe Savannah is around a teenager now. So is she doing burpees now? Is she <laughs> deadlifting like 200 pounds? Where's Savannah at? <coughs> She actually is. She uh, <laughs> she actually works at CrossFit Central. She awesome. does a few hours at the front desk. She's 15. Mm-hmm. She, um, you know, okay, so mom and dad aren't allowed to train her because, you know, who wants to listen to mom and dad? That's right. Of course. <laughs> That's right. So actually, one of our coaches, Jess Powers, um, I was like, Jess, I'm hiring you. You put her programming together, and she can do it, and she can answer to you. So she actually has a coach, and she's working on uh, the muscle-up, that skill I was telling you about. <laughs> she does want to do some of her local competitions, so she's working for one of the a qualifying events, an event that we host called the Fittest Experience that you qualify for on online qualification. Mm-hmm. And then in January, that is a live in-person 
in-person um, event that we host. And so she's working towards qualifying for that event. And uh, she, let me tell you, that girl, she would do, when I was training for the games, and she was, you know, six, seven, eight, she would do the open workouts, which was a pre-qualification to the going to the CrossFit Games with me. And I mean, Chris, you would always have Chris be her judge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris would let a wall ball with one, you know, you shoot it up to the target. And if it kind of barely missed the target, Chris would count it. And she would stop in the middle of the workout, look at him and go, that was a no rep. And <laughs> wow. oh, she was so serious. Sometimes her seriousness scares me. So I, <laughs> but you I am like looking forward to what this girl really does. You know, she oh, is, she's intense. She's next level. And uh, she, she is doing burpees. I can say that. That's some good uh, but stuff. I'm not telling her to do them. Someone else is telling her to do them. That them. is That's some awesome. good stuff. Well, awesome. well, Carrie, you know, not all of our audience lives in Austin, Texas. So if there are people out there who want to sign up and yes. work with you, whether it's nutritional support, fitness, or motivational speaking, where can they find you and sign up? Absolutely. So I definitely, I, I'm on Instagram as Carrie Kepler. I do have Facebook, Carrie Kepler. Um, I do have CoachCarrieKepler.com, so you can visit me there. And um, I always just, you know, direct message me. I think that's the easiest thing in, on any of these platforms. Um, and, of course, through my website, you can contact me through leaving your email. And um, But Liftoff uh, Body is one of our remote coaching uh, plans. That's where Liftoff Nutrition is. So if mm-hmm. you did want to do some nutrition, work with myself or our team we're there on liftoffbody.com and crossfitcentral.com you can look and see uh, of course what we're up to and who we are and um, we do have a remote program so lift off go is our remote program we put up daily workouts for you to do whether it is in your full garage gym that you have built out or a hotel because you travel and you can't get to anything else or you just have a few simple tools at your home and that's where you're at you can do our uh, go workouts anywhere you have access to video and all the details there as well so really we always say my goal is to touch billions of people through health and wellness and I know I can do that because whether you come to my gym and you uh, exercise with me, you probably have a cousin that knows what you do. And in some form of fashion, you went to a picnic and the person that trained with me said, you should eat this over that. And then the cousin gets influenced and someone else. So it's the ripple effect how this is going to happen, but remote coaching as well. So we can work with anyone in the world. Awesome. Awesome. We'll link to all of those things in the show notes for all the listeners. Mm -hmm. And, and Carrie, we can't thank you enough for spending time, but before we let you go, we do have one last question. Oh yeah. I have a ridiculous question. We do this every time. It's called the fireball. It's meant to catch you off guard and it it has nothing to do with muscles, fitness or anything. (laughs) It's actually quite silly. Okay. Let's do it. Well, we're curious how you feel about karaoke. And if you like karaoke, do you have a signature song? So how do I feel about karaoke? I think it's, very fun and entertaining (laughs) and I'm not the first one to jump up I do think it's probably because sometimes I know some of the words and not all of the words (laughs) and why wouldn't I want to be the best at what I'm up to of course but if I was going to karaoke I probably would karaoke Beastie Boys Brass Monkey what uh, 
I love Michael it. Michael is freaking out I right now. He is freaking that song. out right now. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. <laughs> you have to see Michael's face, Carrie. Oh my god. I love it. Phenomenal. So yeah, that's answer. probably what I'd probably take something right there. Phenomenal <laughs> answer. We're coming to pick you up. We're going to do it. And Carrie Kepler, love it. we can't thank you enough for spending time. This was really fun. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. All right, take care. Brass monkey. I knew it. The funky monkey. Michael, I saw your face as soon as she said that. Beastie Boys. Like, love oh, it. Oh, gosh. Love Great it. Great answer on that. I think what I learned from talking to Carrie Kepler hmm. is that you have two small children, right? I do. You should yes. probably start taking them to the gym now. You could take your two-year-old to the gym. That would be great. He needs to learn early. He uses the house as a gym already. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty, pretty athletic, acrobatic. Has he broken anything yet? You mean in his body? Yes, in his body. No, no. He's <laughs> broken just about everything in the house. But no, Aww, luckily. I, but we're dumping money into our hell savings account. You better. Because it is only a matter of time before he drains all of our assets so in hospital bills. Aww. Next time on The Lab Report, we're going to talk about bias. Yeah, confirmational bias, things in literature, clinically, interpersonally. Entomological bias. <laughs> Bugs? Ants. Oh. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. So don't most little boys break things? I, I don't know the statistics. But Did you ever break a bone when you were little? Never little? broke a bone when I was little, no. Stitches? Yes, 20. Where? 20 in my chin. Why? What did you do? I was swinging. I had one arm on one thing and another oh, arm, God. and I was swinging back and forth, and then I fell, landed on my chin, split it open. Yikes. Funny thing about it, hmm. the doctor who did the stitches, the suturing, uh, wore glasses. And my hmm. mom always tells how interesting it was. I watched him do the entire procedure through his glasses. I was mesmerized. Uh, well, let me see it. Oh, you can't even see the scar. So I think glasses helped him. It's all my follicular fortitude down there. There you the go. Beard covering it. Looks up. good. <laughs> <laughs>